Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. To fix or not to fix, that is the question. And I'm sure you're thinking right now, did I not hear that already last week? Well, if you're one of our folks that listen every single week, you actually, the answer to that question is yes. I asked that exact same question at the top of the show. To fix or not to fix, that is the question. And the reason we're back for more, if you were listening, you're going to know that we got three areas covered. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for more, you're going to want to stay tuned to the Inside Track on Real Estate with Yetta Decker. And Ryan Decker. As we continue to unpack and discuss with you and share with you and have a dialogue, because you mail in questions, email rather than like snail mail. I actually still send snail mail. Send? Send? No, send. I can. I also trip over my tongue still, so I go for a trip every so often. Anyway, we're going to talk about what trips to the lumber store do you want to take? What trips don't you want to take? And what do you actually want to do in your home or not do in your home from a wise investment perspective, mm-hmm. right? Because this is the inside track on real estate. And so sometimes people will say, well, what has that got to do with real estate? I'm not, you're not talking about selling a home or buying a home. Yeah, but anything and anything to do with your home, living in space, whether you're a tenant or whether you actually own the home is still about real estate. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily procuring it or selling it, and yet it is the enjoyment of the real estate. It's about making your house a home. So that's what this conversation really, in an interesting way, talks to. Well, this one will also talk to resale value. It does. So it's not just about you know living in the home, what should I fix, what shouldn't mm-hmm. I? It's also about um, when I go to sell, maybe in a year, maybe in six months, maybe in three years, um, what should I be doing? now what should i be saving money up for what should Mm -hmm. i be getting quotes on um Mm -hmm. those kind of topics right and what ought i to do myself Mm -hmm. and you didn't catch the other show actually you're going to want to listen to it because i'm not going to repeat all the caveats and Mm -hmm. all the points of clarity because this topic is one that we have been reservedly talking about because it sounds like we don't like your home and it's not or it can sound like that And it's so not about that. It's how do we get you positioned to get the most money for your home and also get you positioned to enjoy your home the most. Because when you have a leaky basement, it's not so fun to live in your house. Yeah, and we talked about those last week. So this really is part two. So if you're feeling a little bit lost, you'll have to go back and listen to part one first. You will. Or second, I guess, because you're here live with us. And um, yeah, so this whole thing about, you know, what should I fix? What shouldn't I fix? Mm -hmm. Uh, let's just pick one. Okay, so the very first thing you want to think about, and it's the very last thing you're going to do, and this really pertains more to when I'm putting my home on the market. Mm. It's less about living in it and more about when it's time to sell it. And it's the last thing to think about, and yet I love to turn things upside down. So we're going to talk about it first, and that is clean. Just Mm. a very simple Five-letter word, right? C-L-E-A-N. Yeah, five letters. Woo! Got that one right. So an amazing, vital 
number one thing to do when you're putting your home on the market. Mm-hmm. And that, because when we come to see you and you're saying, you know, what should I do? What shouldn't I do? We're never going to talk about cleanliness unless it's about time to put it on the market. Right. If you're like a week away and it looks like it needs a little bit of, there's some cobwebs hanging off the lamp outside. There's flies inside the, here's some of the fun little clean things that we can miss when we're living in a home. The flies that are inside the light fixture, the dust that is caked on the ceiling fan blades. I was walking with a client just the other day and we were doing that final look through. They go, we've had the cleaner in, we've done everything, we're ready to go. Would you just come take one more look and I said absolutely let's take one more look because we know we only have one opportunity to make that very first fantastic impression Mm -hmm. and so we want to nail that first impression you want to nail that first impression and as we walked around and I just sort of took my eyes up to the fan in the bathroom and immediately he went oh guess I should soak that in the tub yeah that'd be good and then we walked into another room and he said, uh, oh, that light fixture above the sink. I guess we should uh, take the lampshades off because it looks like there's some flies in there. And I said, uh-huh. And then we walked into it, into the living room, I think it was, and the ceiling fan blades had that quarter-inch dust around the outside brim. And, and I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. I just moved my gaze to those things that I know we so often miss when we're even having a home clean professionally. The grills in your vents for your cold air return. That's another biggie. I mean, it gets caked yeah. on in there. So there's, and then around the the, the, the thing, I know I'm grimacing here, the, the toilet, where mm-hmm. it sometimes gets yellow, yep. icky. Um, so, you know, sometimes it takes a toothpick with a little but spray first, make it all wet and then get down there and Q-tips, Q-tips, Q-tips and toothpicks so, yeah. and toothbrushes, old toothbrushes. Don't use that one again, please. I've accidentally. No, don't talk about gross <laughs> oh, stuff. <laughs> anyway, oh, so you want to make sure you throw it out when you're done with it. Don't put it back in your bathroom because we got to replace our toothbrush frequently anyway. So just yeah, throw it out, right? Yes, yes, throw it out. Good? Okay, excellent. So those cleanly things are the very last thing to think about. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. so, so, you hear this banter with so, this boy? So, you're saying last thing to think about, but what if I want to paint? Oh, do I, I have to, to clean first? Yes. You know, there's so many people that are like, hey, time to paint. We'll freshen this place right up. And they paint over that dust. They paint over those cobwebs. They paint over it all. And it's all clunky, junky paint now. <laughs> like, you got to clean first. So, most people know that, but not everyone. Especially if it's a rental property and you haven't been in there in a while and you're like, let's just get the painter in there. No, 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 no. You need to clean first and then paint and then clean again. (laughs) So cleaning is not a five. It's an eight-letter word because we go with cleaning because it's multiple times. It's not one clean. It's you got. And sometimes when a tenant leaves, you know, you may have to clean once, twice, three times with different companies because they clean different spots. They clean thoroughly different areas um, because if it hasn't been cleaned in years... And sometimes that is the case with homes. The dirt is just caked on. You get the first layer and they think it's clean and the second person comes in and realizes actually there's oil or grime behind that dirt. So then they clean that. So it's a process. Cleaning. (laughs) Cleaning. So an eight-letter word for cleaning. So we said that was number last. And I guess it's number last as well as 
middle or yeah. middle or at some point. And the cleaner you keep your home day to day, the less of this is a challenge in the end. Right. I go into some homes and Mr. and Mrs. Clean do live there. Like truly. Yes, it's beautiful. It's incredible. And yeah. I go, did you get this ready for me? Did you do this for me? And they go, uh, no, we live like this. And it's like, okay. And of course, I probably knew that because you can tell by the garage, right? As soon as you look inside the garage and you see that it's got the rubber sheathing on the floor mm -hmm. and every tool and every accessory is labeled and it's it hung in a right spot and there's nothing laying to the side mm -hmm. and everything is pristine, you know that that's not been done to get the home ready right. for market or for me to come take a look to help them get it ready for market. It is the way that they live. Yeah. And you know, you think, well, does that actually help with my resale? The answer to that question is it actually does. Massively, massively. So I was in a house a few days ago with a buyer and we were looking to help them purchase it as their agent. And we went through the whole house and it's a beautifully expensive house, but it's dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty. And I mean, that, you know, doesn't cost that much money to clean it. Mm. But in their mind, it's, I almost want to use the word oppressive. Mm. It just feels like, ugh. And so we're talking like 50, 60,000 less. Yeah, yeah, no, like big money because they don't feel like it's this beautiful home. It mm. feels like a yucky home. And it shouldn't. Well, it isn't. Well, it is actually because it wasn't clean. <laughs> so it isn't. It is an amazing property. I get it. And so there's a sense of, you know, just if we're helping you sell your home and we tell you to clean it, it's not because we want you to live differently. It's because we would like to help you get the most in your pocket. And this is one of the cheapest. Mm. They say painting's the cheapest. It's not. It's least expensive least is expensive. actually the cleaning. word cleaning because it's actually something most people could do themselves. We're talking right. about companies and hiring. Yeah, out. but even that's inexpensive. Compared to like everything else on our list. I, I get it. Yeah. And getting sweat excited equity. Here. I know he's getting worked up around cleaning. So <laughs> you think he's the one that does all the cleaning no, in his I'm house? No, I'm really not. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> okay. So we just know the value of sparkling clean because what it yeah. does, deferred maintenance in one area, even something so simple as just the cleanliness around the baseboards, the amount of dust that's laying on the baseboards and how much dirt is caked in to the carpet along the edge, that tells people a story that you don't actually want to tell. Right. The house is telling a story. The house is telling on you. And what it's telling people is that it hasn't been consistently maintained. Mm -hmm. And we know that if we haven't consistently maintained one thing, in probability, at least what's going to be perceived by the buyer is that we haven't consistently maintained anything. Yep. And so that means the furnace filter probably hasn't been replaced as frequently as it ought to. That means we haven't vacuumed out cavities that will collect dust and be airborne through my house. Through the house, it means we probably haven't had the furnace, the AC, the HRV, the sump pump checked regularly to make sure HRV is heat recovery ventilator. Not all homes have one, but many do. The fans probably haven't been cleaned, and the more dust and grime and grease and dirt that build up on fans, the blades start to get off kilter. It probably means we haven't maintained those other things if we haven't maintained the very basics of um, just clean, clean.
Now, I'd like to tell you guys a secret. He's going to tell this secrets? Is, this is a secret. Is it a secret about your mother? No, it's not. Okay, good. No, it's not. Good, good. Um, so this secret is really interesting because we go into a lot of homes that are clean. We do. And you'd They're think awesome. that the people would be satisfied with that. Many buyers will actually end up looking in your dishwasher, in your stove, and um, not so much furnace filters, but sometimes. Yeah, they do. So these are the areas that they'll peek at to say, and bathtubs, obviously. But usually, if it's a clean house, the bathtub will be good. The floors will be good. The, the caulking you know, will be the good. The caulking will be good. It'll be freshly painted. It'll be great. But then they look in your stove and they go, hmm, found it. So there's a sense of like people think you keep your house like your stove. So making sure that the inside of that is clean. Same with your dishwasher. Making sure that's wiped out and clean. Sounds your crazy. fridge even. Your fridge, yep. Yeah. Um, because they are getting these appliances with your house, usually in Ottawa. Yeah, mostly. And so, mostly. So it does matter to them because they're going to be owning that piece of your property. But also it gives them a sense of how do you care for things. Mm. So it's really, really important. This is a secret that many people don't think about. Dishwasher, stove, fridge, those appliances must be cleaned. Um, you know, lint taken out of the dryer. Um, they don't check the dryer, but if it hasn't been changed, there'll be a lot of lint throughout the house and throughout that room. Um, so getting those mm -hmm. cleaning things done and really well cleaned is important. Well, it is, and oh, and then your fan around the uh, stove. If there's grease around that puppy, people just you know maybe stove hood fan become a puppy. I don't know. I, I like stove fans. <laughs> Anyways, I cook a lot, um, and so I have to do a lot more cleaning because of that. And if you cook bacon or greases and don't clean that, mm -hmm. over time it builds up and it just becomes an eyesore to people mm -hmm. who expect. And you know what, because of TV shows, as you mentioned last time, because of our culture now, people mm -hmm. expect a lot more than how they actually live. So people expect not just a little bit more, exponentially more than they ever have before in history, mm -hmm. to the best of my knowledge, in terms of housing in terms of condition, in terms of appeal, in terms of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Like it actually even matters what color you've accessorized with. Right. Like this stuff actually matters. So the core basics is clean. Can you believe we just spent 15 minutes chatting about clean or cleaning is what to fix or what not to fix? It's number last and it's really number all the way through the process. Because yeah. the more you live that way regularly, actually yeah, the more you appreciate the value of your home. Yes, and if that's not how you live, I don't want to guilt you. No, no, that's I don't fine. You don't have either. to live that way, not at all. And this is why you said that little caveat at the beginning, we're not saying your home is bad. We're not saying the way you live is bad. No. What we're saying is we want to help you get the most money for your house. This is one of the things that will help you do that mm -hmm. because this can be a five, a ten, a fifteen thousand dollar conversation, or as, or more, or fifty thousand, yeah. which it was for you the other yeah. day. So it really was. It's a big deal. And what's interesting is it's not just my buyers no. because that house hasn't sold yet and it's been <laughs> on the market for a while. So that dirt is really having an impact, right? Because it's a great house otherwise, actually yeah. a fantastic house otherwise. Yeah. Location's got nothing bad going for it. It's got everything good going for it. So if you have great location, great value is there. Mm -hmm. It's just the condition doesn't match what people will perceive yeah. the value is. Yep. It's that simple. So that was number one and last. And then the other one, Ken, or Ken. 
That's right. He I sound sometimes like sounds like him, looks like him. He even found a picture once where he said, who's with me in this photo, mommy? And I said, that ain't you in that photo, honey. That's why you don't recognize all them people. That would be your father when he was your age. And so sometimes I get confused. That was a while ago, though. I know. Yeah, like It still happens. People get confused with the voice. Yes, they do. Okay. So, so I get confused by the voice. So what about pets? So, okay, but I'm before changing, we get there, oh. we got painting. Ryan touched on painting. That yes. was really the point. So painting is a big deal. You don't want it to look like a hospital. You don't need to make it all monochrome. You do want to keep it neutral. Yeah. You don't even need to really do accent walls today. That's not as important today. It's really just accent in the room yeah. with a pop of color with patient cushions and pillows cushions that was a cushion a plant a couch and well you don't really want couches no, no, all that no, colorful but, but sometimes maybe an there's a chair or right. something you know an accent chair a vase mm -hmm. um a book it's making it sound like you want a lot of things in this room not a ton but of we're not things. talking about how to stage a home today no i know but it's what i know i know no, 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 you're doing great so <laughs> what i'm saying though is We'll have to do another show on that. Okay. Because staging and preparing and maintaining are two different things. They are. Even though painting mm -hmm. will co be complemented by your staging. Correct. That's all we need to say yeah. about painting. And when you're painting, it is important to get the walls patched first. Yes. Like hire Professionally. a painter. So we, you keep talking about, you know, if you don't have the money and you have the time, well, then you're good. But you also need the expertise. Yeah, so especially with mudding, these fine finishing touches, right. if you go and mud, um, it shows everything. <laughs> it it's, it's really an art. You're putting mud on a wall and making it look like a wall. Like, it's pretty cool. It's not like dirty mud from outside, well, like the homes that we help build country. in Africa. No. So we've been in those homes too. But anyways, that being said, it's, it's mud. That's what it's called. And um, Clean mud. Sure, clean mud. So... Putting that on a wall, making it look smooth, getting out the bubbles, uh, fanning it out far enough that you can't see the change in depth. There's a lot of art to it. Mm -hmm. And if and if it's not sanded properly, then you get these weird patchy things and it looks like your house is falling apart, but really it's just your coat of mud. <laughs> it's like, like it's nothing. nothing. So it's important that that's done well, done um, because when you paint, it'll show all those. And, the, the and you can't see it before you prime. You can't. And the more gloss in your paint, the more you're going to see it. Correct. So you also want to reduce the shimmer in your paint, which is more the trend today, except you also want your paint durable because you don't want to just like barely look at it, touch it with a finger when somebody's going in or out of a door, and all of a sudden you have to repaint. So you want something with a bit of a hard finish, which usually, not always, there's some really good stuff out there that's really expensive, and yet in the same breath, it's not really because it lasts a lot longer. And it looks a lot better longer. So caulking, you want to caulk the edges. You want to take trim. You don't want to just fill them in with paint. You want to fill it in with a paintable caulking. So doing the prep work on painting is actually as big a deal as the painting. Right. And then a lot of people are like, yeah, I can paint, no problem. So <laughs> On the ceiling. On the ceiling. Or a wonky cut-in line. It's called cutting in. Um, it's really important to have a good cut line. It's easy to roll a wall. It's hard to cut a wall. Even if you use tape, often the paint will bleed behind the tape and it won't look quite right. So sometimes, especially depending on your price point, 
getting a professional painter is really important. Um, even if you're just going to have them cut in and you're going to cut behind them because you have lots of time, um, I would hire a professional to do your cutting. Or if you're an excellent painter, then go for it. Right, because there are those that are fantastic. Yeah. And a having a paint party, please don't. Yeah, no. Like, please don't. Please don't. Unless you have 10 friends or three friends that are expert painters and you want to have a paint party with a select few that really know how to paint, go ahead and have a paint party. However, I have seen more homes, I'm going to say almost destroyed visually by a paint party. Yeah. So the reason we're so passionate about this is probably because I've made most of these mistakes. <laughs> You've so made them all. I've made them all. <laughs> so when I was first got one of my properties, I had a mudding party. Oh, man. I spent hours and hours and hours chopping away that mud and say it was awful so I've, I've been there i get this stuff i've experienced it um, and i want to save you that that headache and that time and that money um, so if you're going to bring people in make sure they know what they're doing right and it's not an insult to them it's just this will cost you money and time later well it's going to cost you money in terms of what you can get for your house right and the enjoyment of it really isn't there as much when you walk into the room every time and there's this bleed line this big i just sold a home the other day and we literally had to shift some furniture not because we were hiding it all you could still see lots of it but at least it didn't jump in your face to the same degree and yet it still came up in the feedback mm -hmm. so if at all possible and it was a basement and it was not a highly visible or used room so it was kind of yeah. like yeah, does it make sense to redo this now? And yet, having had done it properly 10 years ago when that basement was finished, would it change the whole right. picture? Or when they painted it three years ago to have taken the energy and the effort to get someone else, because mm -hmm. clearly they shouldn't have been touching that themselves, to actually paint or prepare that wall properly. So yeah. preparing <clears throat> is as big a deal as the painting. So that yeah. was number two. Boy, we're doing, do, we're right on track get to get to story? three. Can yeah, I, sure. One more story. So I had a client. Um, we actually sold their house a few days ago. Um, mm. uh, their house was immaculate. Yeah. It was beautiful. Up, down, everywhere. Inside, and outside. Inside, outside. And then I went into the basement. I'm like, what is this? It was mud everywhere, cracking lines. Like, it was just awful. And I had to be really careful because usually when it's that bad, it's the owner who's done it. Right? Because that's not a professional who's come in and done that. That's someone who... Just wanted to get his basement money. Right. And so it's he done. Do it. Right. And so I carefully approached the subject and said, I think it's pretty important that you get someone in to remud. And he was good with it. He didn't get offended or anything, which is wonderful. He got his basement stairwell mudded and fixed up. And the house sold for more than asking in a few days. Um, if that wasn't done, and it didn't cost him very much money, if that wasn't done, I don't think I would be having the same conversation today. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have sold so, it, and you certainly would have sold it for the amount of money that you sold it for, and you wouldn't right. have sold it as quickly. And because that was, there would have been feedback that got right. in the way. And that was one small thing. Small. Small. But it catches your eye, and it makes you feel like the whole house is different than it really is. Right. Um, so those kind of small things, again, the professional, um, often makes sense. Not always, but often, especially right. if it's your first time mudding. I mean, you can watch a couple of YouTube videos, but they only go so far. Um, and practice is good. Just you Not may need to house. maybe practice in a utility room. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So really what we're okay. saying here is know your limits. Yes. Know your expertise. Know your limits. Being your own handyman, Ken is incredibly handy. Yeah. And there are things that he shouldn't do. Yep. 
And Same there are me. things you should. I'm do. very handy now. I couldn't change a light bulb before, but now I can fix a house top to bottom. Right. However, there's certain things I still don't want to do because I know someone can do it faster, better, less expensive, and just look way nicer. Exactly. So there's a lot of things I defer to other people for. Right. So that really is a tip that runs through all of this, even the cleaning conversation. Because mm -hmm. some of us, including me, doesn't necessarily have an eye for the detail. Now, I've learned an eye for the detail because mm -hmm. 30 years of seeing what buyers comment on. So pretty much all the expertise that you're hearing yeah. now is somebody else's originally because they showed me or said or asked and I yeah. went, ooh, yeah, that's terrible. So now we'll address and bring up those things. And so know that when somebody's going through your home and you're looking to sell your home, not only do you have a discriminating buyer that's emotionally attached, often you have a very discriminating realtor that is there on behalf of their client to find those five things that the buyer didn't find. Yeah. So it's multiplied. So it's not like living in a home. No. And if you can't do any of this stuff, it's all okay. We sell homes every day yeah. that are not in great shape, that are not clean, and it reflects in what we sell it for. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying it must be done. We're saying yep. if you want to optimize your return on investment, these are, well, so far, two, yeah. two things. And the third, we've got to at least get to three and we're running okay, out of time again. We're not doing a third show now. We're going to come back and do another show sometime down the road. So when you hear the title again, to fix or not to fix, know that well, we'll tell you it's show three. Yeah, we'll tell you it's show three. That's okay. okay. So what's the third thing that we do want to make sure we cover? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I think hardwood floors. I think floors. Oh. Flooring in general would be the number. Do we fix? Don't we fix? I've got beautiful, plush, rose-colored, exquisite, high-quality, in perfect condition, no stains, carpet. What do I do? That's a good question. It's a great question and one I've been asked more than once, right? I have great flooring in every room in my house, except I have eight different types of flooring throughout my house, but right. they're all in pristine condition. They're all beautiful. They're all great. What do I do? Or I have a secondary bedroom that the floor is worn and not very nice. What do I do? Or I have amazing hardwood. I have cherry hardwood. It is the best. And I have two big dogs and they have scratched the floors. Yeah. What do I do? Or I have parquet. I don't oh. like it. Is there something I can do about it? Right. So a lot of this comes down to finances again. You know, not everyone has the money to redo every single floor in the house. Um, and if you don't, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to feel bad. We're going to sell your house. We're going to get you good value for it. It's all good. Um, and then other people say, you know, I have 50 grand to invest in this home before I sell it where's the best place for my money right so those are two very different conversations on how do i make this home presentable how do i get the most value for it and how do i invest money to get the most out of this home right so and that will depend on you and when we meet talking you through it and figuring out okay you know what resources do you have to work with what time frame are we working with will this work for you will it not because there's no point in telling you to put in new hardwood when you can't afford it there's there's, there's nothing there like <laughs> right. why even have the conversation right so um, as a general rule because we only got like a few seconds uh, to connect with you around this as a general rule you want floors that are clean scratch free in yeah. good condition and as few types of flooring as possible yep. if you've got 
three small rooms that just happen to have a very different floor than everywhere else in the house. Well, not everywhere else in the house. You've already got five flooring and then you've got three more varieties. Maybe change those three little rooms. So do what's least expensive to give the biggest return on investment. Right. Creating a, um, people want harmony. They want flow when they're walking into a home. That's why we've talked so much about cleanliness and paint. And mm -hmm. it's really about feeling at peace and in harmony in a home and in a space. And people react immediately to that when they walk in. So you're going to want to watch the other show. You're going to want to watch the future show. And you're going to want to send us an email saying, I need you to talk me through my home specifically. Or maybe I just want your list. I want the overview list because clearly you people can only do three things in a whole show. So thanks for joining us on, yeah, on the Inside Track on Real Estate where we're talking about the fix or not the fix.